Hello, fam. This is Ro, and you're listening to Sick of Being Sick. Please follow, like, subscribe, or do whatever it is that your app does to listen to our upcoming episodes. Hello, thank you for tuning in to episode four. This one is a an intimate one. It's um, it's a a very vulnerable one. I think one and two were very vulnerable, but now that I'm more in the deep end of like processing things, this one is about fear and it was terrifying itself um, to record and. Um, I'll go a bit into, you know, my past fears and my current fears and putting them into perspective as well as um, the word of strength and being strong and what that means for a sick person. Um, I don't want to group necessarily all sick people like me, but, you know, like the pressure that it comes with um, in going into detail for that. This episode, I am kind of recording a strength and fear episode in a moment where I feel the weakest and I have the most fear. So I feel like it makes the most sense to do it now, um, just because of the context of how I'm going to talk about strength um, and fear. It is mostly about living in this constant limbo where... People tell you to be so strong, but I feel the weakest I've felt in my life and really understanding what strength means within the context of the situation that I'm living. Kind of, I, I want to split it up into first the fears and then the strengths. In regards to fear, I have lived my life, we all have fears in our lives and I've lived my life fearing um you know, the loss of my mom, like if I would be able to survive that, the the fear of rejection, fear of being vulnerable, fear of things that right now I'm not scared of. Well, my mom, the loss of my mom, I'm still terrified of. But um, f- fears that are so much more like materialistic or fear of lack of success or fear of not getting a job, fear of not being able to move somewhere, fear of not having enough money to do something. Like in since July 13th of this year, my fears have taken a whole different fucking route. (laughs) And I live in a world where um, I constantly think of the fear of death and I'm scared that I'm scared of death. <laughs> um, and, you know, obviously, fourth grade gliomas are not a joke. I am super fortunate and in a good path that everything's been removed. And when we say everything with the brain, we can say everything means 99%, 98%, because it's the brain. You can't remove extra to make sure that it, there's no cells there. Um, so that kind of takes me to my next fear outside of the fear of death is fear of, um, growth, regrowth of tumor, fear of what ifs, uh, what if it grows again, fear of having to have a second surgery, fear of, is there a second surgery? If there's a second surgery, is there a third surgery? Fear of the treatment not working on me and my body 
fighting it back, then what does, you know, where do I stand there? It's fear of the, I guess overall is just fear of the fucking unknown. And when it's unknown about your future, because you know, you're going to have a future feels easier than fear of what your body is going to do to do. I re I realized that that's probably <laughs> also just unfair because um, we don't know uh, that we are going to have a future. Of course, this is what everybody keeps telling me. You know, you can walk out to the street and somebody can run you over and then you're dead. <laughs> and I think like, yes, we all know that that's a possibility, but it's, uh, I think what I'm trying to express here is how hard it is when it's lingering in front of you and trying to accept that. Not that it's, I don't think easier or, or harder. I don't know, but it's just my personal experience. I've never felt fears like this that take over my body and make me want to throw up and I can't eat and um, curl up in a bowl all day and not see light. This is getting very dark, but um, I want to give everybody a bit of an insight into the dark side of what is going through this as well. I think I'm also super terrified of the fact that, you know, up until July 13th, um, well, May uh, 13th, I was living an amazing life, a super fortunate and privileged life, traveling all over the world, having amazing work, having amazing friends, and uh, the resources to be able to, you know, fulfill, just take all the chances that I could to to be happy and act on what I thought I could to be happy. And since May of 13th, um, sorry, I was doing all that and then a fucking tumor was growing inside of me and I had no idea. So yes, now I'm being watched by doctor so closely and I have scans super often but it's still like I just feel like my body's playing tricks on me <laughs> and it's also very scary taking a step back as well um I have always feared cancer and I'm sure this is in the list of like so many people if you ask them what is your biggest fear is that they get cancer for me it was less about me getting cancer and it was more about a family member getting cancer that I've always been or like, or a loved one or a friend and I've always had the thought of you know I much rather have cancer myself than have somebody go through this it almost feels like I manifested this to happen to me <laughs> and I know that that's not rational and it doesn't make sense there's no reason to the why um but it fucking sucks. <laughs> and um, it's really strange because I am constantly living in this fear of living <laughs> what I'm living right now because I might not live long enough, which is so contradicting in itself. And it, it's almost the definition as to why we need to live in the moment and stop fearing of what is to come because then you're missing in the moment and I am missing in the moment. Um, but yeah, I think with a diagnosis as such, you can't um, 
a lot of what I'm doing is fighting my own fears and my own thoughts and um, trying to understand, you know, like I have every single month I have a really shitty few days uh, mentally, physically I'm, I've been mega fortunate so far to, to not feel super bad, um, which I guess is a, it's a positive, but yeah, chemo brain is definitely hitting me on this one. I'm losing my train of thought. Um, but ugh, what was I getting into? Oh yeah. Every few months I get, um, a fear flare up. So I kind of call it like the period of, <laughs> um, cancer. Cause with chemo, I've lost my period. So I don't have those like five emotional days a month, but now I have, uh, sort of like five days of fear, I guess you could call it where I just see everything so dark. And I think right now it's cause I'm also in a limbo going from, you know, having been, uh, in treatment every single day at the hospital and feeling like I was actively doing something to um, address potential growth, um, to being in a break and having a lot of time to think about it, as well as lack of information on, um, you know, I don't think, I haven't had the honest conversations with my doctors and like, okay, like, what does, what is, how bad is this? You know, like, what does this mean? Um, anything I find in Google you know, there's five, the five days a month always end up in a Google hole. <laughs> and I, um, was talking to my friend uh, about, is there a way that I can like block specific searches? So if anybody out there knows how to, knows of a, um, Google extension that does that, um, let me know. If not, let's make one because <laughs> I think this will really help. Um, but, yeah, so um, Google it just has all the negatives, and I haven't had that honest conversation with my with my doctor. And like, okay, what are the probabilities of regrowth during treatment? Because she said to me, this the worst thing that can happen at the moment is that it grows back during treatment because it means that it's fighting the drug that we're giving you. So I left the hospital office with just that sentence in my mind and just obsessing over that and kind of like, you know, like, fuck, that's, that's what's going to happen instead of like, you know, and now I need to have the conversations with her of like, okay, what are the chances of that happening? I am a, if you know me, I'm a very rational person. And okay, if you tell me 80% chance of that happening, I can, as shitty as it is to hear that, because of course I don't want to hear that. That's not a good you know, prognosis for the long term of my life. But um, um, if I'm told that, at least I can mentally prepare myself for another surgery that's going to, you know, be to come or look for um, different clinical trials that are happening around the world. And I don't know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm just drowning in my own fears and I'm trying to rationalize them a lot um, so that I can understand if there's more information that will help me. I think a question I do have for the cancer community out there or for anybody who's gone through sickness, doesn't have to be cancer, but something similar, does more information help at the end of the day or does it not? Because um, right now I'm going crazy. I'm not thinking, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with this. Google says it's like five years. <laughs> That's what you're going to live. So I'm like, okay, at 31, I'm dead. Um, and it's not something to laugh about, but it's it's just something that like, 
is uh, obsessing in my mind. Um, so with that, I think I can close my chapter of fear. And also with the age thing, I've been thinking so much and my birthday's coming up. My birthday is the 25th of November and a lot of, I'm so, so fortunate that I think it's like 20 something of my friends around the world are coming to Madrid to celebrate with me. Um, I've always celebrated my birthday, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was one of those people who's like huge birthday bash. Fucking celebrate your birthday every single year. Don't be the person who's like, Ugh, I don't like birthdays. Don't take a year for granted. Don't take that time for granted. Celebrate your birthday. Celebrate life. You know, surround yourself with people that, you know, bring you joy and bring you love and, you know, be excited about it because you don't know if the next one is going to come. So I think that is one tip that I can give everybody off the back of this. Um, celebrate your birthday and don't, don't be like, oh, I'm 30. I'm like, you know, I don't want to talk about how old I am. Fucking be proud. You're 30. That's amazing. Or you're 50 or you're 60 or 70. Like, I wish, I mean, I hope I can make it to 70s and I, I will make it to fucking 80 or 100. My great granddad died at 115. So I hope that I can make it <laughs> to to that age. But um, don't be, don't fear age. That is, um, I don't know if I'm just saying it because of, you know, the place where I'm living right now, but like, don't fear age, be proud of it, be excited about it and celebrate it. Cool. So that's enough with the fears and the encouragement to celebrate life. Um, now a little bit about the strength side of things and how I'm perceiving the concept of being strong or strength during this time. I have... I receive at least, I don't know how many messages by people telling me, you're so strong, bro. You're one of the strongest people I know. And I'm so grateful that everybody thinks of me like that. But I feel so weak. I feel so weak. Physically, mentally. It's... I don't know, I, but I think this weakness is part of the strength at the same time, you know, this weakness, I'm going to take a step back and talk about two years ago, two years ago, I was living in New York and um, had the sort of itch to go to therapy because I felt like I wasn't really connected with myself and my feelings and um. I felt like people who are able to be super vulnerable are, I find them to be extremely strong. And once again, if you've heard a few episodes, I'm obsessed with Brene Brown and I really wanted to challenge that side of me and be able to be vulnerable. And I went to therapy with the sole purpose of learning how to be more vulnerable and understanding why I am not able to be, or I wasn't able to be. And then Life gave me this, <laughs> which has um, forced me to learn about, learn and practice vulnerability and understand the, the strength within it. Um, but when people tell you, you're so strong, you have to keep being strong, um, you've got this, it's, in, in, it's two-sided. In one hand, it's like, it's amazing because... It's nice for people to think that I'm strong and it's probably the, the front that I put up everywhere. But 
it also adds pressure because like what is the definition of strength within this whole context and uh, for that I had to sit down and really reflect on this and understand okay if I feel like vulnerability drives strength and although I'm feeling weak I'm opening about it and I'm talking about it and that makes me feel strong and although I have no hair and I'm recording a fucking podcast without hair I feel strong and although there is days that I try to open a tuna can and I'm on treatment and I can't I have to ask my dad to open it because I have no strength in my hands to able to do that I'm weak but that doesn't mean I'm not strong so my own definition of strength um through this is strength for me is allowing yourself to have bad days and being vulnerable was not losing the inner fire to keep fighting strength for me is allowing yourself to have the bad days and being vulnerable was not losing the inner fire to keep fighting and defining vulnerable within that kind of just going back to everything i've just said is be weak be open be honest about what your weaknesses are um in that given moment what your fears are um and yeah it's it's so crazy because we all I'm sure a lot of people listening to this go to the go to the gym to get strong <laughs> and if there's something I've learned is that strength is so much more of the mind than it is of the body. It's two-sided. Of course it is of the body. Like if I didn't have a strong body going into treatment, I probably wouldn't have digested it or taken it as it's been so far. But um, it is also of the mind. And this actually also takes me to another topic that is paired, not so much to fear, but with strength. Um, and that it's super terrifying. There's so much conversation around how important it is to have a good mindset, whatever the heck that means, going into these treatments and these diagnoses. It's like, you know, you're, you're, the way that you're thinking about it and the mindset, like be strong, it's really going to impact the way that you, um, it's almost like the way that it, the treatment is going to succeed on you as if, you know, the medicine knew how you were feeling or not. Um, it is true, of course, if you're being positive and you're feeling optimistic and you're being more active, like chemo feels less harsh on you. But it's it's so much pressure. <laughs> so um, for, I know I have two different types of audiences here. Those of you who are fighting, um, when people tell you that the mindset matters, Make your own definition of what that means and allow yourself, you know, that mindset for me is I have a few shitty days in my house. I cry. I'm upset. I pity party myself. And then I get up and I'm like, and I say enough, I need to go for a walk. I need to get out of this fucking hole and I need to keep fighting. Um, and then for the other side of the audience, the supporters, just think about, you know, what that sentence might mean for the other people because 
don't stop saying that I'm strong because it's, you know, but <laughs> give me maybe different compliments or more specific ones because broad terms like strength and mind mindset are extremely confusing for people who are in a roller coaster of emotions um, in regards to their diagnosis and treatment and everything. And with that, I want to say that I am so grateful for the support system that I have and um, for everybody who tells me I'm strong, (laughs) although it's not necessarily what I think I need to hear. Um, But I also don't know what the psychology around that is. And it would be probably interesting if there's a therapist out there who wants to have an interesting conversation around this. Um, it would be cool to have a live ep- uh, therapy recording. Mm. And then, yes, thank you so much for listening to this and my rambles about fears and strength. Um Make your own definitions of what these things mean and think about your body and your mind and how to combine them to keep you, you know, fighting and fueling that fire. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my story. I want this to really become a platform for other young adults to come share their story because I know it can be a little bit lonely. If you or anyone you know would like to share their story on the podcast, please reach out to me via the email on the episode description or the show description and um, you're more than welcome to come share your story. If you'd like to write a letter, um, if you don't want to come in, you can also write a letter and I'll read it at the end of the next episode.